Hey, there's also another uh, semi-final on this weekend. Well, yes. It's between the power and uh, our, our, well, not our, but uh, the GWS Giants. Should be a big game a over cracker. in the City of Churches. And uh, to join us and to preview it uh, is former coach and former captain of the great Port Adelaide Football Club, and that's Matty Primus. G'day, Matt. Evening, lads. How are we? Good, yeah, couldn't be better, buddy. Uh, how, how are you heading into uh, this weekend? Semi-final, uh, a cutthroat now, of course, but um, as a proud Port Adelaide man, um, how are we feeling about the club? Uh, feeling, well, feeling pretty confident, yeah. It's um, yeah, interesting to see when the teams come out of uh, who gets up. I think they definitely need Charlie Dixon back in there up, up front and... Uh, and how their backs go. You know, they lost Jonas last week to a calf and then uh, lost Mackenzie during the game. Even though he came back on, he looked pretty sore. So um, I'm confident because they had a good win against them about a month ago or five weeks ago. But um, finals are a different beast and uh, Giants are definitely full of form, aren't they? I don't know how many have won in a row now, but uh, they are humming on beautifully. Matty, it was here. Um, just off that game quickly, um, there's two players I want to... If you could put your coaching hat on again, uh, uh, Tom Jonas, I think can can go another year, and I think uh, North would be wise to grab him for a year. And as a ruckman, Todd Goldstein, where where would you see him, and could you see him playing sort of elsewhere or signing again? Yeah, look, Tommy, I, I, I suppose he uh, he's he's had some injury interruptions, and he's been he's a little bit undersized. I, I, I haven't watched a truckload of games at Port Adelaide but I do know that once you lose whatever your strength is and Tommy's is a competitiveness and you know a bit of speed off the mark and, and, and a bit of power once you lose a little bit of whatever your strengths are um, it, it makes the game really bloody hard to, to compete against and I reckon Tommy's probably done that this year and hence why he got dropped and went back to find some form um, in the SNFL and then uh and then, you know, we did a calf last week, which is a bit of a sign. You know, unfortunately, the calves are a bit of an old man's injury. They, yeah. they get you get a hold of you when you're coming towards the end of your career. So he was probably right on the edge of whether he could go on or not, but he's obviously made the call for that. And, and look, Todd Goldstein, I think he'd no doubt be a great pickup for a team that is, thinks they're in a, in a window where they can compete for a flag. You know, he probably hasn't got too much left, but he never gets injured. He plays every game, whether... You know, I think this year at North, he, he played a few games in the twos, but um, he, he's just a dependable, good as they come, great experience. So for a club that you know was at the pointy end of their season, I reckon he'd be a, a terrific pick-up for them next year. What about Travis Boak then? Do you, do you yeah. see much footy in him? Or I mean, he, I, he's been uh, retired by the power. But Southport it, Sharks. Yeah, do you, do you see him continuing on somewhere else? Yeah, Southport Sharks would be nice. Yeah, that we would welcome him <laughs> up here, no doubt about that. But look, once again, when you when you're removed from the actual the club as in the coaching and the list manager and stuff Bokey can, can still play at a, at a good level but there's also the aspect of you know when you hear that there's um, talk about whether he's going to be offered a contract or not um, they, they, they look try and, you try and project a year forward and go okay in our best 22 is Travis in and maybe not in our best 25 is he 26 yes but do we want a, a legend of the club um, perhaps going out as a sub or playing a few games SNFL probably not and that's seems like that's what the discussion's going on it's um and you know as a player I've lived in it you, you always think maybe I've got another year but deep down you really probably know you haven't and sometimes it takes a, a tap on the shoulder from someone you trust and a confident or a coach and 
yeah, to have a real good discussion. So hopefully it plays out in the right manner for Trav. Um, um, but obviously, you know, it comes to an end pretty quick because if they lose this week, it's the season over and, um, you know, he hasn't announced whether he's going on or not. So yeah, it's going to be a really interesting watch and hopefully both parties get it done in the right manner. Where, where do you rate, Travis, uh, in the history of the power? I mean, obviously, you'd be number one. Uh, would he be number two at least, or is, is Treaders oh, number two? Mate, he's, he's, he's as high up as you can. Look, I think Treaders was an out and superstar. Like, he was the best player in the competition for a few years there, in my opinion. Um, I'm not sure whether Trav was ever the best player in the competition, but what he's... That's not the be-all and end-all. It's also about what you give to the club and what Travis given you know on game day but um, training Monday to Friday away from the club when other clubs were coming chasing him when the club was going no good um, all those sorts of things what Travis given the club over an enormous a long time um, you know I remember when he got drafted and you still think now talking about that he's still playing is, is extraordinary games record holder um, and there's a there's a, an award that gets given every year that's voted by the players, the Foss Williams Award, and he's won that five times more than any other player in the history of the club. So I think that sort of tells you um, where he's held in the esteem of the club and by the players he's played with and, and coaches too. So look, he'd be top five, no worries at all. Um, and then you can always argue this man is country who's, who's one, two, three, or four, or five. Uh, how many did you win of them? Uh, I think I won three of them. Uh, so close. Um, but, uh, no, yeah, Travis <laughs> won a few more of them, but, um, yeah, he might knock me just out of the top five, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Matty, just on the on the weekend's game, we mentioned uh, I think Charlie Dixon probably needs to come in, but uh, obviously a midfield battle's always paramount. Yeah, it is. And the, the, they were, that was the first time I've seen their, their young guys live, Rosie Butters and the Horn Smith and, Wow, they're an impressive uh, young group, you know, a couple of 22-year-olds and a 20-year-old. Um, uh, but, yeah, they, they just struggled in their forward line. Um, they couldn't generate enough shots and they couldn't keep the ball in there enough. I thought their midfield went OK against the Brisbane's midfield and I don't think I think they've won 50 out of 53 at the Gabba or something Brizzy over the last couple of years, so it's a, it's a really difficult place to win. Um, but, yeah, and the Giants are playing some great footy there they moving the ball like Richard and, uh, and Collingwood sort of do have done over the last few years and um, that's a bit of Adam Kingsley who's, who's coached Richard for a long time um, that they, they ask a lot of questions obviously so they're going to have to midfield probably have to be their midfield and they're going to have to get a, a truckload of inside 50s to deny um, giant scoring opportunities because they are scoring at will at the moment and Port's defence is probably going to be undermanned a bit so it's going to be a real real big battle for Port's to get on top of them and uh, you, you'd have a relationship with uh, Adam Kingsley. How's that? And um, what type of fella is he? Oh, he he's, a, he's a ripper. He's a very astute football person. Um, he's obviously, as a lot of the, the good coaches do, they they grow and get better at certain aspects. And I, I think the, the time he spent at Richmond, um, and you know, we all saw how they evolved over four or five years, didn't we? The uh, you know they weren't. They didn't care about statistics and who played possessions and all that. They just played the surge kind of brand of footy, and he's learned a hell of a lot of that. He's been a few years under Ross Lyon at St Kilda, so he's got a great pedigree. And um, you know, I think at some stage there, the Giants were four and seven or something on the season, you know, down the bottom of the ladder. And where he's got them to now, you know, they're one win away from the prelim. It's a uh, it's a great first year for him, and uh, he's setting the bar pretty high though, isn't he? So um, mm. <laughs> he's going to be yeah, the pressure on next year. But uh, he's been terrific, and he's a lovely guy. So um, good luck to him. And and he didn't have those arms when he was playing. 
No, he did. He wasn't a. He hated running, hated the gym. Um, <laughs> what he happened? All that stuff, but well, I'm not sure. It was about um, three or four years into his coaching stuff. He just hit the gym one day. We saw him uh, when we were all involved <laughs> in AFL. We, I remember crossing paths with him, going, "Bloody hell!" And he just he was a guy that um, loved getting involved in in something. You know, I remember him taking up guitar when we were playing, and he just took to that and heavily into that, become a really good guitar player and. Obviously got stuck into the gym stuff, and um, he's been doing that for a long time now. So he, he's as uh, he's as buff as any coach going around. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I'm not too sure. How are you going in that area? You're right. Yeah, how's your rig, mate? <laughs> No, 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 mine's not as good as King is, so he's, he's done well. <laughs> oh, well, that's a fairly uh, healthy habit to get into, I suppose. Yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? And, you know, you, you spend a lot of time in meetings and travelling and all those sorts of things, so it's easy to go the other way. It's um, it's a good one to be in, and, you know, you probably get in jumping with the players and all those sorts of things, so it's a, it's a good little tactic to do as a coach, no doubt. Yeah, very good. Uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, did Port Adelaide um, re-sign Ken too quickly, or did, did you feel that was the right move for the club? Oh, I felt it was the right move. I think, you know, you, you can keep on waiting. And then uh, when there was there was probably three or four other clubs starting to look around for senior coaches too. So all of a sudden, when the ball was probably in Port's court early in the year and they said they were going to wait and see how the season went and they're all of a sudden, they won 13 in a row and, and, and signed up a top four spot. Then you think, hang on, if we lose this guy to another club, where, how does that make us look? So um, it was an interesting one. But look, he... His record, yeah, they might not have made a grand final and might have lost a couple more finals and then won them, but any coach that can continually get you to the finals, they're the youngest squad that made the top eight, the youngest team that made the top eight this year, and um, they're as inexperienced as anyone who's made the final eight in the last few years. So what he's done with the young team um, has been pretty impressive. Oh, I think they went about it in the right manner and gave them a couple of years, but saying that, you're living in Adelaide if they lose this week. Mm. Pressure all summer will be about, you know, why did they sign him? And he'll be under the pump next year massively again. So it never ends, unfortunately. No, it doesn't in a two-team town. I can imagine the pressure. I, uh, you're also the uh, senior coach of the Southport Sharks. I think we touched on that. Um, the VFL, unfortunately, your season's uh, over. But uh, the prelim finals are this weekend. It should be uh, Ripper. One at Avalon Oval with the Werribee Tigers taking on the Brisbane Lions and Gold Coast Suns host Box Hill. Uh, how do we how do we see these games, mate? Well, from a, another standalone team, I'd be hoping Mickey Barlow and the Werribee team make it all the way there. They've, they've been the best standalone team by a mile this year. They've, they've been outstanding. The, the brand of footy he's got them playing has been great. Um, they've beaten some... I think they've just lost by a kick to Brizzy early in the year and um, they might have just knocked off the Suns after sign. So their, their form is, is terrific and that game where it be Brisbane is going to be a cracker, but I would think, I'm not sure, I suppose the question mark will be how many players is Brisbane allowed to play in their twos to get some fitness and uh, how many do they hold over preparing for their seniors preliminary final the week after that. So that, that'll have a fair bearing on it. Um, but I think where it be win that and then the Suns are, look, they're just stacked. They've just got a... A bigger AFL list than anyone in the competition so their twos are as strong as anything you've ever seen and um, I would think they'll be uh, too strong for Box Hill even though Box Hill are really well coached and have had a terrific year themselves so I think it'll be a Suns Werribee grand final next week and the Southport Sharks mate that'll be uh, a nice little gig coaching up there on the on the beach uh, it's, uh, it's beautiful it's a great part of the world to live um and a terrific club that's uh, you know wants to play in the best competition that they can aspire to, and the VFL is about as good as it gets. So it's um, yeah, it's a 
yeah, great footy environment, but also, as you know, up here when you're out here on holidays, it's a great place to live. Certainly is. Now, we got you on last time, and I wanted to touch more on this with you, and the whole competition of the VFL. I mean, it's a it's a funny old one with so many teams mm. and not that many rounds. Um would you would you endorse maybe uh, like a, a, a full AFL reserves competition instead, or do you like it the way it is? Well, um, look, I, I like it the way it is. We, probably, uh, it's really difficult. We have, you know, I think ourselves, Werribee, um, Port Melbourne, maybe a bit lesser, and Williamstown a bit lesser than that, uh, can certainly generate a lot of revenue and can afford to to have good facilities and um, good coaches and then you've got teams like Coburg um, Northern Bullance uh, Frankston that, that really struggle in that regard and so therefore they can't attract um, really top end kind of players that you need to to compete against um, the Brisbane's and Gold Coast Suns and Box Hill and those AFL teams that are normally strong so that, that makes it hard for them which probably limits the competition a bit so um, and you know some of the teams want the salary cap to increase so you can attract the better players to play in VFL but then the, the standalone teams down the bottom don't want to do that because they, they can't afford to do that so it's a, it's a unique situation um, I'm not sure a whole standalone reserves competition for the travel factor and trying to uh, get the teams to play you know South Australia's got their two teams in the SANFL um, uh, the two Perth teams have got their two teams in the Waffle so and that's taking a lot of work to get them into that too so I'm not sure how it all works. I think the VFL has only been around for a couple of years, so I think they'll they'll tinker with it over the next couple of years. And um, if you can have really strong standalone teams, I think the competition's a really really healthy and strong one too. Right. Yeah. And so, Evan, how did you feel? I mean, last year, you clearly, I mean, you you got so close to the premiership, but uh, you you got run over the top by an AFL team. Like, does that eat at you thinking that you know you could have been a premiership coach uh, if you know this you know the AFL team wasn't there? Oh, not really. I think we, we take it as the as a um, look. You know that when you play the AFL teams, when they've got no injuries and they're they're putting out you know eighteen listed players or nineteen twenty listed players, you know it's pretty hard to beat them. But we also know that we probably have a better team aspect because we're we're playing for each other. Where the guys in the reserves, are, you know, there might be a few of them digging. They just got dropped, so they're hard done by. You might have a couple. You know, dirty with the senior coach and all those sorts of things. So that we we probably look at it from an aspect of hey, we've got a better team ethos about us, um, and we take it as a challenge to try and beat the the better listed teams where um, other clubs might not think that way. So we take it as a real challenge, and um, and that keeps us driving to try and one recruit better and then um, to become a really good team to try and push these guys. And so that's the that's the analogy we come from, and I know where it'd be very similar. And we see the, uh, is it, I think it's the JJ Liston, is yes. that, that's the best and fairest, uh, and it's uh, rumoured, or not rumoured, but uh, one of the favourites is, well, could be a three-time winner, or uh, what, what are your thoughts on leading into that? Um, well, yeah, it, it, it will be interesting, I think last year we had um, both our midfielders, Jacob Dawson and Boyd Woodcock had outstanding years, and can't exactly remember where they exactly finished, so they went pretty close, but um, I would think they'll be up there, but with a, a less season maybe there'll be less people from Southport Sharks taking votes off them and um, we'll see how they go but it's a uh, there's a lot of good plays in the competition um, a lot of the standalone teams you know their second year after COVID in Victoria were able to recruit a lot better the first year was pretty hard a lot of them were off playing country Victoria and good money um, in the country leagues but this year there's there's a lot of good ones so it'll be interesting 
you know, I think Werribee will, will feature pretty heavily in it, and when Williamstown had an outstanding year too. So, um, yeah, but hopefully one of the Southport Sharks boys get up, and uh, um, Jacob Dawson won his third best affairs for us last Friday night, so I, I guess he'll be pretty high up there. Fantastic, and I'm sure there'll be a big party that you'll be involved in, Matty. No, absolutely. Don't worry about that. <laughs> there'll, be, uh, there'll be one on somewhere. Don't worry about that. We'll never miss one of those. Fantastic. Fantastic. Hey, um, and how much did the power win by on Saturday night? Well, I'm going to say three goals. Um, and then off to the MCG to play the pie. So it doesn't get any easier, does it? Yeah, no, not really, but that's uh, sort of the way you want it, don't, isn't it? Exactly right. Yeah, there's no easy way to get there. So, uh, yeah, it should be a cracker. Good atmosphere and... Um, the power fans are looking forward to a first final for a few years. Ah, oh, fantastic. Okay, uh, Matty, we'll leave it there, buddy. Really appreciate you giving us some of your time um, and good luck with the preseason, mate. No worries. Thanks for the chat, guys. Thanks, Matt. Good man. Matty Primus there, the former Port Adelaide coach and captain.